Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. There's a lot more punks than there was four years earlier, but there was also as many posers. Posers were people that look like punks, but they did it for fashion. Welcome to SLC Punks, a Utah jazz podcast brought to you by the staff of SLC Dunk. Now here's your hosts, Michael Lohman and James Hansen. Alright, welcome back to the SLC Punks podcast. This is your host, Hansen James. And this is Milo Odds, free agents time, y'all. Free agency, uh, bonanza, uh, free agency, uh, excitement, sadness, uh, all of it is going to happen in the next few days. I, I feel I'm excited. It's, it's exciting and scary. Uh, mm. <laughs> we, if you listen to our last podcast, we talked a lot about uh, some of the news and notes we've heard about. Today, we kind of want to talk about a little bit more about what we think is actually going to happen with the Jazz. Uh, we talk predictions. About- we're we're going to put our money where our mouth is and then never be held accountable for it. I know. No one, anyone who is listening to this would never comment on the thread and say how much they disagree with us in the comments. I'm sure no one will do that. Uh, but no one will disagree. Everyone, I'm pretty sure everyone's going to listen to this and be like, wow. Strangely, I had the same idea. <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that don't just listen to or read what we write just to disagree with it. That's that's not a thing at all. I'm pretty sure they're going to be really excited. I'm pretty sure they're going to be like, you know what? <laughs> this was completely reasonable. Um, and this is this is great. This is exactly what I thought they should do. So for for everyone here who is here and going to be somewhat surprised that they agree, uh, here's what we're going to be talking about today. So we're going to go through our predictions. So first we want to cover uh, basically uh, do um, either one of us believe uh, that Derek Favors is going to stay? Yes or no. Um, The second is who is going to be the biggest name that the Utah Jazz meet with? Not sign, just who's going to be the biggest name? Uh, that we're going to be like, oh my goodness, that's, that's big. That's big. Um, third, who are they actually going to sign? Who are, who are they going to actually sign with their, uh, with their non-existent cap space or their cap space? And then at the very end, we want to talk about some of the value plays because it is easy to get caught up in, oh my gosh, Tobias Harris, uh, Nico Miritich. Patrick Beverly, you know, you're talking about these big, big names, um, and um, and you forget about like Utah has ten spots on their roster that they have to fill out. So that's kind of important because I've heard you need a team to play. You have to have a team. So in the NBA. yeah, that's evidently important. Um, who knows? Uh, the Lakers said you didn't. So going on. So for you, James, do you believe 
come July 6th, the Utah Jazz will retain Derek Favors, yes or no? I say no. I think that Derek Favors is going to be on another team, and there is going to be wailing and gnashing of teeth amongst Jazz fans. Uh, they're going to take it out on us because that's fair. <laughs> but I just don't. I just don't think that uh, that's fair. <laughs> I just. I just don't think that he's going to be on the team. I think the Jazz are absolutely going for it, and I think to be able to. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's that's cracking me up. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> to, continue. To be, continue. <laughs> you're right. To be able to win in the the playoffs, because the thing is, is we know that Derek Favors is a great player. He really is, and he's right. going to go out and and he's going to get a contract with somebody if he's not on the Jazz. We've already seen that. You know, teams like the Lakers have been rumored to have interest in Derek Favors. We've seen that rumor bandied mm-hmm. about. Uh, he's going to land somewhere, and he's going to get a contract because Derek Favors is really good. And he helps you win games. The problem is on Utah, he is playing the same position as Rudy Gobert. And Derek Favors is so good that he's able to start with Rudy Gobert, even though he's out of position and the Jazz are still a team that can go to the playoffs. That's what's right. crazy about it. Uh, I just don't think he's going to be on the Jazz because I think the Jazz know that to get to the next level, their offense has to get better. They already have a top three and most of the time a number one defense in the league. The defense is elite Mm -hmm. and it will be as long as Rudy Gobert is on the floor and Derek favors helps contribute to that. He definitely does, but the jazz for the most part of the season. And when they go to the playoffs are a in the twenties level offense, they just are not able to score at an elite level. And the reason is, is because teams are able to scheme against them. They're able to pack the paint. They sag off of other players. And I do think there's an argument that some people can make that getting Mike Conley maybe makes the idea of Favors and Gobert starting together uh, feasible and more likely. But honestly, if you're mm-hmm. going to really go for it, then go for it. Really do the things that you know are going to make you better. That's why I personally think the Jazz are going to look at some stretch four options um, outside yeah. of Rudy Gobert or outside yeah, of Derek I Favors. Yeah, I I honestly feel like Mike Conley is kind of like a Band-Aid if you keep Derek Favors and Rudy Gobert, where it's just like, we can make this work, but it's kind of like delaying your shoulder surgery. You're like, yeah, well, I don't need to move my my arm that way for six months. Um, it, It's not that you have the full capability of what you're able to do back, but it's just like, it's delaying the inevitable. Um, I, I do, I don't think Derek Favors is going to be on the Utah Jazz, um, by, uh, by July 6th. The only reason he would be still on the Utah Jazz, I think, is if, um, Utah really whiffs on free agency. Mm-hmm, I agree. And I, and, and I, and I don't think it, it's even like, we're going to make this work and he's our starter and he's our guy. I think he would, he's still, he would be hearing his name through trade rumors throughout the rest of the season as, uh, Utah would be trying to target stretch fours. Um, part of me feels like Derek Favors' real value is in any side and sign and trade opportunities because I feel like, um, honestly, behind Donovan Mitchell, but before Mike Conley got here, behind Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, Derek Favors is the third most talented player on the Utah Jazz. And what's hard is just releasing a guy like that when you're contending without getting value back from him. The hard part for Utah comes in finding a team 
that has a said player that you could trade him for and get value back. Um, he that could be valuable. I I list I said like it in a Tobias Harris sign and trade opportunity where you're able to go over the cap to get Tobias Harris and you're throwing like Dante Exum and uh, Derek Favors um, over there plus like every dude that has a pulse um, to be able to make the trade work. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, one of the, uh, um, one of the things that makes me wonder about that is Utah signed everybody who had could dribble a ball and had a pulse between picks 50 and 60. Um, that, that just like perked my interest there because that was similar, a similar move that, uh, uh, Daryl Morey did in Houston when he was identifying um, uh, James Harden when he was uh, just trying to get salary um, to build up because he didn't have any salary on uh, on there. And so that could count and could make things work. Um, but yeah, I just don't I, I just don't think Derek Favors is going to be on there. And I don't think that says anything about his talents. I think it's just Utah has a fit that they're looking for. and. They've already, and Mike Conley was step 1A. And unfortunately, I don't think Favors is part of step 1B. It would blow my mind if he was part of the long, long term project. And the fact that we're hearing rumors that Utah is really interested in it and, and going to get meetings with guys like Bobby Portis and even Tobias Harris still is an option, um, despite there not being any space. And you have uh, Nikola Miritich. Uh, because you have these guys hearing their name with Utah, I just it, where there's smoke, there's fire, and 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 the fact that Tony Jones and Tony might kill me for saying this, but the fact that he tweeted out something about about Nikola Mirotic after for the last year he's been on like I feel like a Don Quixote <laughs> like crusade against saying that Nikola Mirotic would be a good fit with the Utah Jazz. And then he tweets that out. He's begrudgingly tweeting that out. I know that's not just him being like, yeah, I think this would be a good fit because it's it, it's like him saying that Carmelo Anthony is not a Hall of Famer. It's just not in his DNA to do that. <laughs> and so uh, I think, I definitely think like he's, he, I think where there's, where, where there's smoke, there's fire. And, uh, I, I think if Derek Favors stays because he's a plan B, I think he, he's a he's enough of a pro to accept that. But I just yeah, I, I, I definitely think uh it Derek Favors is not gonna be be around come the six. So what about you? What do you what do you think with um let's go on to our next topic. Who do you think is going to be Utah's biggest name attached to them? Like as who will meet with them doesn't just be like all oh, the rumor, but actually sits down and so they can give like the PowerPoint presentation, put his name up in lights, um, you know, give him like the sketch of what his what his statue would be like in front of Vivian. Like, what is who's the dude? Who who's who's the guy that's gonna who's the biggest name? Um, well, because of Mike Conley joining the Jazz, I think uh, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. I I don't know how much meeting with people they're gonna do as in terms of big names. I think if they wanted to, they could get a sit down with Tobias Harris. Uh, I think that he really is someone that would be interested in Utah. I think had they not traded for Mike Conley, I think the market is really there for D'Angelo Russell. The Jazz, like, 
it, that market is just kind of closing up for him a little bit. And they could have gotten that meeting. Um, I don't think, obviously, they don't really need to now because they have Mike Conley. Uh, but I think actually there's a chance they still meet with Tobias Harris and just talk about that and say, hey, you know, are you interested in this team? Because the Jazz still have an opportunity to clear some space. If things dry up for Tobias, they might. I think he will get a big offer that's bigger than what the Jazz are comfortable clearing. Uh, but you know mm-hmm. what? Because I, st- I still feel like if they wanted to bring him into space, they'd have to get rid of Joe Ingles. I don't think I they're going to do that. I don't feel uh, – I don't think they would do that because then then it, 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 it makes another problem. Like they're like, great, now we have shooting at the four. And they're like, ah, crap, now we don't mm-hmm. have shooting at the three. And Royce O'Neal can get buckets, but I just I feel like Joe Ingles has more of a track record of just doing it for so more that you'd you rely on it. So I just feel like that's like it's one of those things where it's like you get the mystery box or the boat, and we're like, oh, I got the I chose the mystery box, and they're like, well, now well, everyone has a boat. So I I feel like yeah, it, it would just well, and I think they'll problems. sit down with him and say, hey, you know, is it. Is there some such scenario where you're okay taking like a lower amount in the first year and then maybe the next three years we give you the max type thing? Maybe he'd be down for something like that. I don't know. But I think signing Mike Conley does make it more unlikely that they'll get a uh, a chance to really sign him. And a lot, the thing that's tough is that yeah. there's so many dominoes out there in free agency. Like to even really have that be a possibility, you just, you need Kyrie Irving and someone else besides Tobias going to Brooklyn and for Tobias to leave Philly, you really need J- Jimmy Butler to sign with Philly and Houston's interest in Jimmy Butler makes that kind of, so the jazz really wanted to make sure they locked down that first piece. And so I think they probably will have a sit down with Jim with Tobias and just talk. Uh, but I think that Tobias is going to get a bigger offer elsewhere that the jazz just aren't really going to um, beat. Yeah, I for me, I think the biggest name oh, you're gonna hate me for this. Um, the biggest name that the Utah Jazz will meet with is gonna be Jabari Parker. Ugh. The biggest name. Not the best player, I just said the biggest name. Um <laughs> <laughs> I mean I guess why not? Because Sit like because if if Nikola Miritich like takes a seat with the Utah Jazz and and signs like that's going to be like that's it, I I I I look at that like it's a like a sparkler that goes off. People would be like, "Oh, that's a move that makes sense." But if if Jabari Parker is meeting with the Utah Jazz, the entire NBA Twitter sphere is going to go off. A for the jokes. B for the jokes. Mm-hmm. C for the jokes. Um I I I do think um I I just don't see Tobias Harris meeting with the Utah Jazz. I know there's still interest, but I just don't see all of all of the situations in which Utah could get him are all so dang far fetched. Like first option, bring him into cap space, so it's just like jettison everybody not named Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert, and um and Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, and that's uh, so now you have four guys and an MLE. Uh, that's it. Um the other option is a sign and trade and you're still basically doing the same thing. Um also not cool. Um 
And then the third is he takes less. He he basically pulls a Dwayne Wade and forming a big three to allow them to get to where they want to be. And uh, I don't think he's going to do that. Um, Not when he gets bigger offers elsewhere. No, no especially like especially when Philly's out there with a, with a five-year deal. Um, especially like if Jimmy Butler's forcing his way out and then he's able to get that five-year deal, I think I, I, I just – a lot of things have to fall into place for that. And um, if it happens, I'll be happy about it. But I think, I think right now if Utah gets a meeting with Nikola Miritich, you're happy and you're like, this is a good fit. Um, the biggest, the biggest name that I think is going to sign with Utah is Nico. I, I, I think that's the bit. I think that's the biggest name because that's the, 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 I think the best player with what, what cap space, 17 million you have to work with, um, going in, into free agency. So, um, I think, I think Nico, Nico is, is, uh, definitely, definitely the guy there because uh, the and we we talked about this too if Tobias if Tobias wants to come to Utah um they could possibly find a suitor for Dante Exum's contract um and Tony Bradley's and that would get you about 12 million extra so that would get you to about 294 so still Tobias Harris is taking less he could take a 1 plus 1 opt out Jazz resign him bada bing bada boom they're happy but um he could get a five-year deal where he's just getting paid until he's 31, even if he's hurt, even if things go wrong, even if things go sideways. And I don't know a lot of people who would be like, I'm going to bet on myself for one year and just hope I don't get injured. Like, I'm sorry. If somebody said, hey, I'm going to pay you one one year at 29.4, or here's a five-year, like, almost, like, 200 and plus million dollar deal i'd be like uh done yeah i want that so yeah i just i just don't don't see tobias harris i think i think uh if if i were to put put bets on it right now i would say nico's the dude what about mm-hmm. you i agree i think i think that's a i think that's the guy that's gonna end up on the jazz uh come free agency time i think there are some other options out there that you know if someone throws a crazy offer at Miritich that you're just like, are you, what are you paying him that, that can that's take advantage the scary of? thing about this free agency? That's the scary thing because there's so much money out there. I think it's going to be like 2016 where we're going to look back in two years and be like, can you believe how much effing money somebody gave to Patrick Beverly? Can you, can mm-hmm. you believe the amount, the sheer insanity of money that went to, uh, a guy like Jeremy Lamb, or can you believe that uh, Jonas Valanciunas almost got a near max? Or like, I, I think there's going to be some guys out there that were like, "Wow." Um, and so, yeah, wow. if, that could happen with Miritich. Someone says, "Hey, we struck out on all these things," uh, you know, and the Jazz have to mm-hmm. look elsewhere. I think there's a few trade options out there for Utah that they could make things happen if they get a little bit desperate and need that stretch for i think uh i was listening to i've been i mean i listened to a lot of things but i was hearing uh low zach Lowe and brian windhorse talk that chicago's gonna go out and throw big money at malcolm brogdon possibly and so maybe if they're doing that then like an auto porter becomes available 
he's a guy that I would be really excited to see on the Jazz. Kind of fits the timeline. Hi, very high level shooter. Uh, a little bit of a uh, isolation game as well, and he'd be a nice fit. I think that there are some scenarios where. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. If certain big names move and teams are looking to shed contracts and things and uh, the Jazz could take advantage. For example, I think uh, if the Clippers get Kawhi Leonard, then maybe Gallinari. I think I already mentioned Gallinari might be available. And he is one of the most underrated players in the league. If he wasn't as injury prone as he was, he'd be considered an elite level offensive player in the league. He is that thing. He's just mm-hmm. He's just injury prone. He's a guy that could fit on Utah really well and you could use that contract of favors and then throw in some things to make that happen they might even give you a pick to take it because they're the ones who have to get rid of the contract and so that's a scenario where the jazz could like get the player they need to fill the role while also getting the assets back that they gave away to get mike conley that would be kind of a cool transaction but that comes with a lot of risk because uh, Gallinari is so injury prone, but those are other two other guys that might be a possibility. Chicago's so nuts, and you just don't even know what they're thinking half the time. I was actually looking at Chicago. It's, it's, it's hard to read. It's hard to read what Chicago's doing. I mean, they just don't have a plan. Because at one point, yeah. Well, I feel like every single time, like they'll make a good deal, like the Auto Porter deal, and you're like, hey, that's that was a good trade for them. That was a really good trade for them. And then you hear them being like. And we're going to bring back Boylan. And you're like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Well, and I- you did something smart. But, but, but why, why are you doing no smart now? Like, this is not good. <laughs> why, are you, why are you doing this? Well, and, like- and so I don't I, – I, like, Chicago, Chicago, like Chicago and Washington, I, like Tweedledee and Tweedledum over there, like I just never understand what their motive is and where they're going with things and what, what they're wh- – how they're moving forward. So, mm-hmm. and I was even looking at that trade. So the wizards trade for Otto Porter, it was Jabari Parker and Bobby Portis uh, for Otto Porter. And I can't remember who the other one was. I mean, that's pretty comparable if you gave them favors and, and some other young player on the jazz, that's a comparable thing. And if you threw in some sort of pick, you could probably get him. And they'd actually get to keep them instead of just like letting them go by the exactly. wayside, like the Washington Wizards did. Uh, a part of me wonders if if Chicago is like we can flip him and he can be super valuable, mm-hmm. um, but that would actually require Chicago to have an actual plan <laughs> and not just be flying by the seat of their pants. I. Uh, yeah, so I think there's – I definitely think with free agency, we can't as, – as jazz fans and just being a small market in general, you cannot pigeonhole Utah to being like, okay, the only thing that Utah can do is go out there and sign guys. Like Utah's main weapon of choice is always going to be trades. Always. Because uh, whenever you are fighting in free agency for a player, um, 
Utah's in this weird strategic disadvantage of not having a beach. And it's not something they can acquire within the next million mm-hmm. years. So, um, so seeing as that's a problem, um, it's best to do that through trade so that you're able to really target the guy. You can provide assets. Yes, you're dealing with now not just the agent, but now you're dealing with the GM and providing value and sometimes overpaying. But at least you get the guy you want not the second, third, fourth, eighth best choice, um, and and the other thing too, just to just to go on, like because we talked about Nik- Nikola Mirotic and 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 he, he's not as good as Derek Favors, but the other hand too is we saw how good Utah was with a thirty-six-year-old Joe Johnson at the power forward position, and when he was at his best, that Utah Jazz offense with George Hill, Gordon Hayward. Rudy Gobert, Joe Johnson at the four, and Joe Ingles at the three. It was a buzzsaw. It took people off guard. It was re- it was actually a really really good offense. The problem was George Hill couldn't stay healthy. Uh, Joe Johnson was um, thirty six, and um, and that didn't really work out with things. But I think if you are able to have a Mike Conley, even with a Nikola Mirotic, that offense is really going to sing. And one of the things that Mike Conley does really, really well is playing the pick and roll with somebody who can do the pick and pop. Mm-hmm. And if you can pick and pop with a big man, with a trailer, that's Mike Conley loves looking for that. When I was watching, um, when I was watching film of Mike Conley, um, a lot of his assists are with Marcus Hall coming trailer. Like he's, 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 he's the last dude down there and he's just hitting that and he's just, killing teams that are packing the paint um, ready. And here's the other thing too. Rudy Gobert runs like a gazelle. So you have Rudy Gobert who's running straight to the rim and teams have to be wary of that because you can just throw the long lob to him and you dunk it. So they're going to pack the paint and avoid that. And you also have Donovan Mitchell that they're going to pack the paint on a fast break. So if they're too aggressive on that and you have Miritich running trailer, then all of a sudden you're like, oh, hey, hello, top of the – Top of the key three mm-hmm. every single time. So uh, he will feast on that. So I, I, I think fit is so important and that's what Utah is looking for. And more than what Utah is looking for is uh, after they sign their big guy, um, they will still only have about seven guys on contract, including George Niang, uh, Hal Neto, and if they're able to keep Hal Neto with the terms of the trade, depending on where the final salary cap figure lands for the Utah Jazz, Utah Jazz are holding off on that decision to the very last minute, rightfully so, because they don't want to have to let go of a player they don't unnecessarily have have to let go of. Um, but um, and Royce O'Neal, so they, so. That means they're really going to have to look at the value, um, <laughs> the value menu, and see who's mm-hmm. available. Um, they have their MLE that's only going to be about four point seven. Um, after that, it's all veterans minimums, and so um, there are going to be uh, Utah's team. As a result of that, is going to be much older uh, than they were last year, significantly older because they're going to be looking at these guys. And so um, some of my favorites, um, and we can go through this, uh, some of my favorite like buy low 
uh, guys that are going to be on this market um, because you need shooting. Um, one of them is Reggie mm, Bullock. That was one of mine too. Um, but I'm afraid he, I'm afraid he's going to get overpaid though. I'm real like he's a guy where where he should be. He, you should be able to get to land him with the MLE. But also, I'm worried that some team's just going to go ham on him for and in he's one of my names like him and um also uh and also alfaruk aminu are two of the guys where i'm like there's gonna be some team that we're gonna be there and be like wait they gave gave, they gave reggie bullock 17 mil a year like that's i'm worried about that with this free agency because especially with the knicks out there if the Knicks miss out on guys, they're going to be only signing guys for one year and they're going to try to get to that salary floor. And to do it, they're going to sign guys who are – they're not going to want to be good. They're not going to build another piece to so that they can be able to make trades or acquire star or whatnot. So they're going to pay these guys some some crazy like Mozgov contract just mm-hmm. to be able to fill time. Um. Another guy that I so Reggie Bullock he shot he shot uh, let's see here forty uh, percent two years ago and then thirty seven percent last year so I think he would fit. Um, another guy I would love is Alfred mm-hmm. Aminu. Um, but he's not a good shooter. But I think he does provide really good depth. And my third and I said his name before. I think you if you can get Jabari Parker on a minimum you do it. Yeah, I mean he's. I'm mean, if if you're not paying too much, I think I think I, I don't like him. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't like him as their contract, but I do think if you got him in Utah at a minimum, you're like, dude, you're out of shape. You're all of this, and we're on a playoff team, so you're gonna like. Part of the other thing too is I don't feel like he showed up at all to work because he was just like I'm playing for the Chicago Bulls. We're gonna be trash, and um. And same with Washington. I think if he got to to Utah, he'd be in a better spot. He'd be in with a better organization. And there are about there are there there you have gym rats in Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert. Like those dudes would be on his ass if he was if he showed up like out of shape or wasn't wasn't ready to go. I think I, I think it would be a good a good situation for for him. There, Th- those are some of my my value guys that I think Utah should. Yeah, I, well, I have a um, I have a couple that I am a big should, fan of. Should go after. Uh, also, Jared, you mentioned the one. Go I, ahead. I have yeah, been a fan of Reggie Bullock, and I actually thought that trade the Lakers made for him last year. The, the Lakers are a joke. Like they trade for Reggie Bullock, he's not even going to be on their team next year. They uh, they traded Zubat. They are so stupid. But Reggie Bullock uh, was a nice player for them, and he shoots a high percentage from three. And if you have Reggie Bullock as a bench player on your team, you're great because he really is a legit three point shooter. Does a great job. Uh, but he is going to get some money because he's going to be one of those guys that gets a contract after teams strike out. And I don't know. He seems like someone that might get like a, yeah. a one year, 20 million from somebody. Uh, maybe not a long term thing, but a big one year deal. Uh, I think, you know, I can't. I didn't hear if you mentioned Dwayne Dedman, but the Jazz are going to be looking for a backup center once Derek Favors is gone. And there's two guys I actually really like to fill that role. And I, uh, Dwayne Dedman would be awesome because he is a three point shooter, and him being 
a backup to Rudy would be a really nice change of pace that could, you know, do some things for the offense uh, mm-hmm. and give opposing teams some different looks. So Dwayne Dedman, but a lot of teams like Dwayne Dedman, and he's going to be one of those guys that gets paid. A lot of people are going to look at what the Milwaukee Bucks did with Brooke Lopez. And Dwayne Dedman is kind of seems to me like next year's Brooke Lopez, who's going to get a contract, shoot a lot of threes for somebody. And so I don't know if the Jazz can get him, but if they could get him for the MLE for the nine or whatever million it's going to be, that would be a home run because he'd be a great backup to Rudy. The other guy that I think actually. Yeah, I'm I'm worried he's going to get overpaid, though, just because of the Brooke Lopez bump where, where it's where once he comes in, you have people like looking for the next big thing. So he's going to, when he gets his contract, he, he has to um, send the other guy Lopez that I really like speaking you. of Lopez's. And I think this guy is very gettable and would instantly improve the jazz. Uh, well, I think he would actually replace favors in almost a seamless way is Robin Lopez. I think Robin Lopez is one of the most underrated guys in the league. He's just been lost in Chicago with that, dumpster fire but he is an elite level defender and he has great hands he can catch the ball he actually can score uh he had a he had a few nights in chicago where he i mean because they're so terrible and they just somebody's got to score brooke robin lopez would do it i think robin lopez is someone you could go get with a very cheap contract uh five to ten million in that range for a couple years and be a just a fantastic backup to rudy that like one of the nice things about how having Derek Favors has been that you have 48 minutes of elite rim protection. And if you bring Robin Lopez on your team, he can back up Rudy and it's the same thing. It's that you you know, Robin Lopez defending against second units is going to be fantastic. And he's a fun guy. He uh he went on yeah. Brooke, one of the funniest videos of this off season was Robin and Brooke Lopez being one of the first people to go to Star Wars Land and Disneyland. I think he'd get a I think he'd fit into Utah a little bit with all the kind of the nerds out here. He's a fun, he, he would attack the bear at some point. So we would have to protect the bear. I would love to be (laughs) able to have a series of him fighting mascots. I would love, I'd love to just be like, okay, on, on tonight as the Robin mascots. Having sideshow Uh, Bob uh, protect the rim would be great, but he is legitimately really a nice player. And I just, you know, Chicago has is a dumpster fire. He's wanted out of Chicago and they wouldn't buy him out. So he's going to be on someone's team next year. And I would mm-hmm. love to be I would love it for it to be in, in Utah. If if Utah had an offseason where they got Nikola Miritich and Robin Lopez, that might not be like the sexiest thing. But those are two players that would be great fits on the Jazz. And they the Jazz would be a better team if they brought them on. Uh I would be excited about that. Yeah. There's there's two guys there's two guys that I'm kind of three guys that I'm kind of intrigued. It's it's one of those if it's if a team signs them I'm like, "Okay, well that's a, you know, that's that's an intriguing that's an intriguing pick and I and I'd like to see that player uh I'd like to see that player get better." Um the uh the three people that I'm I'm, I'm like, "Yeah, that would be really cool." Uh, the first is uh, is uh, Maxi Kleber um, from he played in Dallas last year. Um, he can he he can protect the rim and shoot threes. Um, the thing is, he's kind of like a Joe Ingles signing, where you're like, 
if you're signing him, you're you, he's older, and this might be what you get. But at the same time, because of Joe Ingles, you're like, well, yeah, you know, he's maybe, only 27. Maybe Lightning can strike twice. The second, mm-hmm. yeah, and he turns 28 next year. So not a bad one. Um, the other one is, um, man, it's, it's, it's Bender. Bender. I like Bender, but he's been. Um, he's a he's a big time, big time, big time, big time investment, uh, and I'm not sure how he'd fit. I think if you can get him on a minimum and he's at the end of your bench, and you're like, hey, maybe we can work him into something, awesome. Um, but and I also wonder, like, uh, in James knows this because he talks to me all the time. I'm always a big fan of going after guys who are in terrible organizations and coaching structures and then giving them a second chance because usually they've learned bad habits. They haven't, they haven't really been able to get the right motivation. It's, it's insane what a good organization can do with a player, especially international players where if you put them into a bad organization and bad coaching, they're they're dealing with a new language. They're learning with new cultures. They're learning uh, at dealing with a lot of things. And oh, by the way, the organization, the coaching, and everybody around you is trash. That isn't the best way to develop an international player. And an international player, I feel like you have to have a good organization around them, to make it work. Um, and I, I feel like that would be a good value. Um, the other one is actually um. Another international guy uh, playing in Euroleague right now, and it's Nando DiColo. Um, he's been with Cheska Moscow. Um, he's a big guard. Uh, he can he can he can ball out. Uh, the Raptors technically still have his rights, but I don't think they're going to put a qualifying offer on him. At least I haven't seen one as of as of us recording this. And I I think he would be a great great backup point guard because the hard thing with um how Neto right now is he's small and utah had to deal with that in the playoffs where like oh do we want to do this and they still have dante exum but i think nando decolo could also um could also play uh shooting guard and so you could have these two big guards and dante exum and nando decolo um coming off the bench with royce at um at the three because i think as utah um is a bit more shallower off the bench. They need they need Royce to be able to play the three more than they he plays the two. So um so that those are those are some of the guys that I'm I'm looking for in free agency for that MLE. Um and, and then also mm-hmm. just veterans you minimums do. because you, hey, you need fifteen guys. So that's that's our free agent special, as it were. Um you guys are probably listening to this and you have about two days. So we have two days for all of the rumors to render all of this completely useless, meaningless, meaningless, like will mean nothing. Like who knows? Like Utah might do a sign and trade like tomorrow. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 uh, and, then, and then we contemplate what we're doing with our lives. Yeah, but then, uh, and then, and then, then this, then this will never air. So if you're listening to this right now, congratulations, nothing has happened. <laughs> yes, everything but guys, is still make, the same. Everything's the same. Where are we? What is this, guys? Like and subscribe to this podcast. 
please leave a review. Say whatever you want. Tell your friends about it. It would be really great to grow this podcast. And and uh, I don't know. I don't have anything else to add, Milo. Let's just hope that we get Robin Lopez on the Jazz next year. That's one of my. That's going to be one of my favorite things the Jazz do if they do it. Yes, I just think it's going to be fantastic. I think it's going to just be. I think we're going to have a good free agency. I don't think it. We're at. We've already done our fi- our big fireworks. Now it's just filling in the pieces, and I think the Utah. I I have faith that Dennis Lindsay and Justin Zanuck are going to do that. Mm-hmm. I as well. All right, guys, like and subscribe to this podcast, uh, and make sure that you're going to slcdunk.com, reading all the articles. Uh, follow us on <laughs> social media: Twitter, Twitter Instagram, uh, Facebook, whatever social media we're on there. Make sure you follow it. Milo, I will talk to you next time. Peace, y'all.